happen. Right. You know, you bullied yeah. that kid at school, but you we know God will forgive your heart, but you got to own that and apologize. That's an important lesson, too. Now, if we can avoid point. the fall. That's best case scenario. But right. to those of us who have fallen and maybe made mistakes, that growth from that is equally yeah. as important. And, and God, he, he sends his word out to accomplish something. It won't come back void. So even in that, God can be glorified. But you do have to commit to that change. Right. You don't want to make excuses to say, I'm not perfect. No, but commit to changing, though. Right. And and I'm glad you brought uh, brought that up right behind what I was saying, because the ultimate goal here is to be Christ like. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that's really what the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal for everyone uh, that's in the body of Christ is to actually be Christ like. Um, and it is not an easy task uh, because Jesus is basically the only one who walked yeah. this earth without any sin. Um, and that goes so, back to the focus you talked about, because you talked about the focus and then it, that fo- and that consistency then transforms into be strong in the Lord. That consistency yes. brings that strength, which means Christ said um, he didn't say he said, I am the way, the truth right. and life. He didn't say I am the option. Right. And that's a problem. It's like um, society. now. <laughs> like, if, you, if, if you go to the refrigerator right now and there's nothing in there but peanut butter and jelly and say I'm not in charge of my groceries. I pay somebody and they put peanut butter and jelly in the fridge every day. So if I'm eating peanut butter and jelly every day, part of it's consistency, but part of it's because my options are limited. Right. So if I wanted to deviate, there's only one option. So when right. Christ is the option, there's not room for deviation. The right. problem that we're running into with culture, the Bible says that the, the, the way unto righteousness is a narrow gate that few right. find. So now that the right. more people, more groceries, now it's not just peanut butter and jelly. I have more options now. Right. So before it was like manhood, fatherhood looked like this. This is what right. Christ said. And now that you have the internet and TV and the media and CNN, that gate is wide. Man can also look like this. It can bother. So now that there's more options, am I going to keep eating peanut butter and jelly? Or am I going to be tempted to say, maybe I want to be a dude who has more than one girl at one time. Maybe I want to be a dude because I see there's more options now. Right. And you can't give men options. (laughs) Or if you're going to give them options, give them discipline. Discipline. Because give options. Because here's the thing, because God gave options. God said, okay, don't eat of the tree. He gave you options so you can choose him every time. Our problem is we we see options but don't have discipline. So when you leave your home, you better make sure you have discipline because the first thing you're going to be met with is options. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, and if you don't the have the first thing that you're the met first with, thing, that's the first. Options. That's why there's sin in the world is because man mismanages his options. You know, yeah. and the enemy always has a way of making those options look. He, he takes away the consequences of bad choices. Either the tree, you won't. You know, you're not going to die. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. And so we <laughs> see these options, and the enemy comes into our minds, or just the enemy of our own flesh, and right. we don't see consequences to all right. these options. But God makes it very clear, and He sometimes He even gives us a way of escape. If we're choosing the wrong thing, right? But, and the know, thing is that he now. Well, I'm gonna correct that. It, he always, always gives a way. Always of gives a way of escape. He's yeah. always there in the seventh hour. He's always there. I'm taking it back. I'm saying that because <laughs> it's the choice. Yeah, it, it's our, and that's what I'm always. That's my biggest battle with a lot when I'm talking with people because. Sometimes people try to pigeonhole you into, you know, once you get saved, you're going to, your life is just going to be a remarkable and you're just going to fly like the, the eagles. And I'm thinking, well, that's not really true because that's not what Jesus said. He was like, this is actually going to be a really tough walk. Like it's really going to be, it's going to put some pressure and weight on you. And he asked several times, even to the 12 disciples, basically, you know, are you guys able to take up your own cross? 
even in the scripture, he even asks us, are you willing to take up your own cross? Because that's really where it's going to be. We're t- the culture now is set around a selfish act as I want what I want. Jesus is like, nah, when you're going with the selfishness about yourself, it should be about your soul. Like, if you're going to be selfish about something about you, it should be your soul. Because he tells you that everybody needs to work out their own salvation. Yeah. So there's a window where you can be selfish. And it's basically around your soul. And you have to understand that, man, my, I, making it to heaven is like the most important thing that ever. That, that, can, that has to happen. And the thing is, and that's why I'm just, and I'm always going to bring up the culture because that is probably the biggest pressing thing on the body of Christ is the outside culture that's trying to change the way church looks, change the way praise and worship looks. And we're just thinking, oh man, because of the culture, I should be able to do this. And I'm like, well, the culture is worldly. That's that's not nothing. The culture has nothing to do with Christ. That ain't that ain't got nothing to do with what Jesus is trying to do. The culture is all worldly. It's self-satisfying. It's self-gratifying. It's all about me and what I feel. And I don't feel like a man today. I want to be a paper bag. So now I can walk around and say I'm a paper bag. I mean, that's where we're headed. Where whatever I, you I whatever, identify as a whatever you bag. identify as, that's what you can be. Um, but right. it makes me laugh that it's only gender where you can identify. But it's nothing else that you can say you can identify. You can't identify as a car and just go out on the expressway and just start running fast as you can and say that I identify as a Porsche. And so I'm going to be out here on the road. And people will literally put a white jacket on you and say that you're crazy. But that lets you know exactly where the enemy is, what he's after. Identity puts pressure on the roles and the structure of the family the way that God actually intended it to be, which is part B of first Timothy three and two. So I'm going to read part A yeah. again, therefore an overseer must be a, above reproach. Then part B is the husband of one wife. So this culture says that you, it, I've never heard so many polygamies and renegamies and bobibies, every, I mean, you can just have whatever you want now, but God's way is one, a husband with one wife. And the thing is this, he didn't even say a wife with one husband. So you just shows you exactly what the structure is on how he's showing you. It has always been the, the man, the head of the, the man first. Husbands should be leading. Husbands should be in front. Husbands, he that findeth a good thing. He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. He that findeth a wife. There's no scripture that talks about a woman finding anything. So we, the culture tells you know, that women can now go out here and get on one knee and ask men to marry them. That's yeah. not, that's actually going against the way that God designed it. And what that does is, is that up here, like you said, it starts creating options in our kids. So I have a daughter. And if my daughter now sees this culture where women are doing stuff that, that are kind of like out of the pocket, if I'm not, if I'm not the, if I'm not being watchful and standing firm and in my faith, acting like a man and being strong, then my daughter can become a loose cannon because I'm trying to be her friend and, and, and trying to identify with the fact that she has a choice and you don't have choices when you have parents at a certain age. Right. So. And and I'll say that this way. It's not so much that I'm taking your choice away. I'm teaching you 
how to value a certain, a certain way. Exactly. Yeah, I, th I think too many times we see things like the husband of one wife and shouldn't be giving himself to drunkenness. And we see these as rules. Right. And I think, and, and I'm out of share my thoughts on it. I think too many times as men, we see these things as rules instead of seeing them as values. Right. And I break. So what I mean by that is if I'm a man and I can't have more than one wife, it's not that that's a rule. It's a value. So if right. I value that type of relationship, right. then I, my heart will lean towards doing it that way because I value the principle. Right. Otherwise, if I, if it's a law that I'm following, I don't value it. I may do the right thing, but my heart is still messed up. Right. We have and a lot of people who are doing things out of out of the look of religion, right. but we don't value that. So that right. way you'll we will put on the suit, we'll go to church, we'll do the the, the things, the record the law, we'll follow the rules, but we don't value any of it, and that's why we're not loyal to it. That's right. how you can go to church and still do things contrary because you don't value going to corporate community worship. You don't value that. Don't it value is checking it. off as a rule. And, right. and, and the Bible constantly challenges that, you know, I'm trying to fill the law, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they did the right things, but they heart never valued the things they were doing. And so as men of faith, what we do is we do the right things, but we don't value the things we do. And it's right. very easy to, to go to church, maybe go ahead and marry her so I can be an honorable dude, but you don't value marriage. So right. if you do the right thing and you don't value it, you won't you, be a good person. Right. You'll definitely yeah. fall victim. Uh, yeah. And that right there is probably just that right there was just though that that whole piece you just said was just one gigantic nugget. But, but think it was about like, that. As a dude, are you doing something because it's the right thing or do you value it? Right. So that's like that, this. All right. Let me go ahead and kiss my wife because I'm supposed to. Or do you want to kiss her? Right. And do that is the key. Intimacy? That's the key. Yes, sir. I. That I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, we're buddies, so yeah. we, we this is stuff that we talk about all the time. So, yeah. and I know you guys are probably thinking, man, this boy, this conversation is passionate, man. But <laughs> we're friends, and so we talk about this stuff uh, when we have free time and, and we are able to connect. This is stuff that we probably talk about. This ninety nine percent of the conversation is based around how we're behaving as men, not other men, but me and him, like. What am I doing? And then what is he doing? We trying to be the best version of this as we can, but it's going to take us understanding uh, the husband of one wife. What does that look like? Right? Because like you said, man, this is like a rule. Now I got to be sober minded. Now I got to have self-control. Now I got to be respectable. Now I got to have hospitality. Not, and I got to be able to teach people like that's just too much for me to do. And I, why, why do I have to do that? Why, why, why she can't do all of that stuff. And the biggest thing I've learned is growing up with my mom, uh, growing up with a single mother and watching my mom handle all the spiritual Christian Bible reading, praise and worship, all that stuff. Um, was weird because when I became a husband and a father, I, I've never really seen, I never saw my dad do it. So, uh, and I think me and you talked to, I think I told you about this before and I'm like, <laughs> the nighttime is coming and I'm like, hey, okay, we're going to, you know, everybody let's go ahead and pray. And I got my head down. I'm like, you know, <laughs> and so my wife like, dude, are you going to pray? I'm like, Oh, I thought you would just go ahead and leave prayer. <laughs> Yeah. Right. But that was that was me being conditioned 
and this this goes all the way back to what we said about when you when I left the home, I was untrained in many areas. No uh, bags packed. <laughs> I, no bags packed. As I had two bags. I, one bag was I would never do this, mm. and the other bag was I would never do that. But you need all the other bags to actually help you solidify. Hey, this is who I am. This is what I value. These exactly. Are my because really that's what it came down to it. And so when people even ask me um, about my relationship with my wife and they say, well, man, you guys are, you know, how, you, you know, your wife gets it or you get it or this. And I'm like, well, it's not really that we're human. Just like yeah, every, we're human. Like the devil come and say stupid stuff to us too. The difference is, and you pointed it out, which is that we just value marriage. We value the covenant. Man. that we made before Christ. We value it. There's absolutely nothing that we're allowed to come in and break this because we value it. So when people look and say, man, all y'all do is lay on the couch together. Every time I see y'all together, why every time I, if I call over there and I'm on FaceTime, I see her face, I see your face. Well, because we value. It's not a her. rule you're following. There's no rules that it's I'm following. You yielded to. I, and that's what, it, and I like how you said that, which is, when you value it, then you do yield it. And then what happens is, is that now I'm doing stuff because I want to do it. You get what I'm saying? I'm not doing it because it's some protocol in a relationship. We get roles and all that stuff all jacked up with it. And it falls under this protocol. She should be washing dishes because, and then I oh, should be, man. you know, I go, I, you know, I work every day. And so you should be happy because I pay the bills. Do those are protocols. Those are, you know, that's a, that's a manual that you put together to say this stuff. And the thing is this, I've learned over these years, mentoring and talking to other married couples is that that stuff just doesn't hold any weight. <laughs> Women really don't really care about money the way you think they do. Now, there are some ladies who may be a little misguided and mis, you know, misguided in their thoughts because of their past and how they were brought up. So they don't understand it, but you're, but an actual real young lady, uh, doesn't really value money the way that we as men think that they do. Right. Because they like nice things. We think that's, I, I, I bought this house and they're looking like, Dude, we can live under the Vidoc. If you treat me good and love me, and I know that you do, and a trust is there, I'll follow you anywhere. And you can, and I know people probably, no, nah, not me, no. But the thing is, is, it may not be you. And then that means that how much do you value the relationship that you're in? Because life can hit you and, and uh, life can knock you down. And if life knocks you and your husband down, do you just up and say, well, Brother, I, I was only really here for this. And if you were, then you had a misunderstanding on what it on what relationship is about. And you had no value to it because the value would be, OK, OK, we knock down. You know, husband is over there in a the corner crying as the wife is like, OK, let me go and build this dude up real quick. <laughs> see where he's at. I mean, because this is what people do when they value the relationship. Uh, like I told my wife, I said, if you ever notice, you would never really see two people crying or mad or sad about something at the same time when the couple is in harmony. If if I get upset, Melissa is normally extremely calm and she could hate the same thing that I'm talking about. But if she sees me elevate, she'll be calm because she knows she needs to protect that. I don't go out here and do something and hurt somebody or something. So she automatically falls into this calm space which is really weird that it happens. 
we both have never been, you know, something happened over here and we both going after it at the same time. Normally, if she's up and I'm like, babe, it's cool. Let's get out of here. And if I'm up, then she's doing me the exact same way. If she's extremely feeling extremely down about something and crying, you're not going to see me in the basement crying and nobody's comforting her and making sure she's okay. This is all about that. Act like a man, act like men and being strong. You can't go and put your feelings before your wife's feelings. That's not how this works. You, the way that you think that you should be this and this and this can't go ahead of the family's stuff. Yes. Uh, and everybody get real close to the camera or close to the, the, the speaker, because yes, you're going to be the last one to always get, you're going to always be the last one. If you have a wife and some kids, you should, you're going to be the last one to get. And if you're the first one to get, then I, I, I would definitely tell you to make sure that you, you know, find yourself around where God's word says about how we should be position ourselves as men and as authoritative figures in our families. Uh, is that our family should be f up in front of us. We should always, well, it's kind of hard to say, right? Because we're kind of in the front end and we're in the back. And I think that's just a spiritual aspect that God gives us as men that we can protect all four sides of our family all simultaneously at the same time, uh, all while feeding them, clothing them, and giving them love. Um, one of the biggest things I think is miss, that's that's kind of a misconception is that Men are not nurturers and we don't know how to be nurturers. I say that that's really a lie, that that's not really a thing, is that we choose it, to be. Yeah, it's these gender roles. It's just the culture keeps saying this stuff and we just eat it up and believe it. And, it, and, it, and it's it's ridiculous. And, and we're governing our lives as men. According we govern to, our life. According to what them. according to what somebody who has nothing to do with your life. It's telling you all oh, man that completely cheat. contradicts what you've yielded to. Yes. So like if you've yielded to this principle of thinking and you hear something that's contrary, why don't you question it? You should be questioning. If it that. doesn't align, then dismiss it. I don't care if everybody named mama is saying, if you've yielded to the Lord and you've yielded to his word, anything that contradicts that you should approach it with curiosity. Be like, why am I thinking this way? Why am I exactly? That's and, I, and, I, and what you said was spot on. Because you, and it's kind of what you said at the beginning, where you leave your your mother and your father, and you and you cleave. So it's like, and knowing your identity means knowing what you value. Right. So and, and so when you don't know what you value, then how can you take care of anything? I'll give you an example. When I know what I value, that should align with scripture. If I value agreement in my home, I'm a. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, who gonna do the budget? Well, the man should do this and the man should do that. The man should be over. And so now you're trying to play these, build your home based on these rules. But if right. you value agreement and you start with the value, okay, because I value agreement and I don't want to fight, let's talk through this budget so we can come up with an understanding. Who's right. better with the money? You are? Okay, so we're going to do it. You're going to be over the money, not because right. man and female. It's, no, because I value agreement. Right. And because I value agreement, I lead from my value not from right. a gender role that's established by culture. And so right. the problem is we get into these relationships with no values. All we have is culture rules. Right. Then you wonder why it don't work for you because this right. man may wash dishes. This man may never touch a dish in his life. It doesn't matter. What do they value? If that's what gets right. them to the couch, if that's what gets them to Netflix and chill, if that's what <laughs> they value, it's not about me washing dishes. I value agreement. 
And this works That's in it. my household. Right. And as the man of my house, I'm washing dishes because I value a grip. Or as a man of my house, I don't wash dishes because my wife, whatever it is, whatever it, it is, is. with your scripture. And it's right. you instead of doing the gender role and what men do, women don't, you, you miss the whole thing because right. you're leading off of a set of rules and not out of a set of values. Right. And I think those values. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, I mean, we're getting close to our time, yeah. uh, but uh, this conversation is great. Um, and I think we might need to dive into more on the value side uh, and what should we be valuing as men um, and really going across family, business and relationships. Uh, and so we might die, we might put a pin on that one, man, and come back here next uh, yeah. week and really dive into that, because that's really a big component. Uh, I lead everything by what I value. Uh, I value God's word. Uh, so it's, it plays an extremely large um, uh, place uh, on position in my life on how I'm going to govern uh, what he's given me, my wife and my kids. And I know people get weirded out when you use words like govern and, you know, leader and I'm over her. She's under it all. People get so weirded out by that stuff. But this is the thing. It's they've the seen way it modeled poorly. That's why they do that. And that's what, and I know, and that, and I mean, really, that's what it really is, is that you've just seen it modeled poorly. Uh, but being the head, being the head of people, like when God made the man the head of a wife, I still have probably another 30 scriptures that's going to talk about what type of the head are you supposed to be? And then you're going to find out that it's not what you think it is. Is 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 not is not the domineering. Is not the I get to tell you. Is not the everybody do what I tell them to do. It's literally far from that. Like it's I mean, literally you jump in front of the bullet first. <laughs> that's what it means. It literally means that everyone needs to see you doing everything first. And it's that's the toughest thing is because like how you said right. The ultimate goal is to be Christ-like. The ultimate goal is to do these things that the scripture says. This is the ultimate goal. But the Bible clearly tells you that this fight has nothing to do with the flesh and the blood. It's all about principalities and things that's things that you can't see that's actually hindering you, that is always there trying to get you to do something else. Um, and so that's why we have to have God's word in front of us. And you should not go a whole week without reading God's word. I think that every man should find, uh, should have a mentor. And we're going to dive into all of this stuff, you know, over the next year or so. But uh, it's a lot of things that we need to have in place as men to get to this Christian man, this you know biblical sound Christian man. I don't want to just say Christian man because everybody said they're Christian. And I should have changed that on there. A biblical sound Christian man where the God's word is the leader. And yes, you're going to make all kinds of mistakes. And yes, there's going to be grace there. And I'm going to tell you that it's not the easiest thing ever. No, not getting saved is not going to save you to where now you do everything perfect. No. What it means is that you now have a manual that's placed in front of you that has a guarantee that if you follow it, you will be perfect in Christ. Not perfect in yourself, but perfect in Christ. And I think that that's how I like to present God's word is we the first thing we want to throw out there is that no one's perfect. You don't need to say it anymore. Yeah. Take that. I never even use that in my vocabulary. I don't teach my kids that I don't teach none of that. You can be if you anchor down in Christ. 
Christ literally says that in me, you're perfect. In me, you're this. In me, you're the best husband. You're the best friend. You're the best business owner. In me, you're the best and you're the top of the top in me. The thing is that just staying in him, right? Not getting a quick fix, but you got to stay in him. And this is a long game. Jesus, this, this whole walk, I mean, remember, you know, my mom had me laughing because it was like, man, when I was little, you know, it was every Sunday, Jesus could come back tonight. And now we're in 2021. And so that just lets you know that, uh, that there's work to be done. But then the Bible also talks about as, as far as Jesus continues or the coming back of Christ continues to tarry on and tarry on and tarry on and tarry on, that people are going to start falling away from, from the very thing that they were anchored in all their life. Like literally just fall. And now you see that today in this culture that, we're now as Christians just picking up whatever. I mean, I'm now and and I put a put this on the pan too. We're gonna talk about deconstruction, our faith. I I, I want to dive into that too because that's a really it's a good topic to talk about. I think it's some good into it, but then I think it's some stuff that'll have you in a bad place. So uh, we're gonna put that a pencil. But listen, this was a great conversation. Uh, all you guys out there, man. Hopefully, if you could take away. A couple of good things. I'm going to definitely give you two things. And then, T, I want you to give two things. Uh, basically, have all your bags when you leave your mom and them house, okay? Meaning, understand that the first thing you have to do is get that relationship with Christ, okay? Uh, what does that look like? If you don't even know what it looks like and you know that you need to get yourself together, you can always jump and, and hit us up here at the podcast, man. Uh, all my information is uh, in my bio. Uh, you can always reach out to me and we can start a, 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 a just a full walkthrough. I don't mind walking with people. Uh, I'm a, I mentor men. I mentor husbands. And so I can walk along with you. I have no problems with doing that. And then the second thing is act like men. Be strong. Be watchful. And then make sure, once again, back to that firmness in your faith. And then what you got, T? Man, you know, how to lead our family as a Christian man. The last thing I will leave you with is choose your blueprint very wisely. Because oh, as a man, cool. naturally, you're going to build. You're an architect, you do, but you're only going to build based on the blueprint. And so yeah. if you build who you are and you got the wrong blueprint, but if, if Christ is your blueprint, you're going to build well. And so um, make sure that you're following Christ if you're trying to lead as a Christian man. Because the Christ is not what you're following, you'll just be a man with a church suit on with nothing. Like you're not going to build um, right. because you have the wrong blueprint. So make sure that Christ is the thing that you're following. Value his standards, not just as rules, but but treasure. You see the principle, you see the value and yeah. value those things. And you'll approach being this Christian man much differently and have much more success. So uh, I would just encourage you to watch your blueprint. Are you following culture? Are you following Christ? And, and and build well and build daily because you're not going to build it overnight right so build daily build consistently but just keep building and be, become better every day yeah hey man that was good i appreciate you coming on man yeah, listen man. hey everybody out there i want to give y'all something here i'm trying to get terrence to be a permanent co-host so we we working this out man i i, I like the dialogue i like the conversation about around Man, he's a great man. He's got uh, he's got a ton of character and integrity to back it up. Uh, he's got a beautiful family to back it up. I only deal with people that can back it up with with the family. 
I don't care about your business and all that money and stuff. What does your family say about you? And that's what we do on this show. We want to become better men for our family so that we can show God that we honor and value his word. And we are out of here. Peace out. See you guys next Thursday.